What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Uh, today we have a special show. Uh, we're gonna do 30 minutes of Galaxy talk. Uh, got a big game. Uh, there's a game tomorrow. Got to cover LAFC game. So I'm gonna do a two and one. So the first 30 minutes is gonna be uh, LA Galaxy talk, and then the second half, for those who are watching live, uh, we're gonna tra- transfer over to LAFC talk. Um, but yeah, look, big weekend uh, for all of MLS. Everybody's flying, fighting for a playoff position. You know, Galaxy, we know they are. They had a you know, tough game at home, which a lot of us didn't expect, you know, against FC Dallas. Obviously, we now know that obviously they tied. Uh, before we get into that, let me introduce my guests. We got once again, Galaxy Guy. And we also got Alex Ruiz. Uh, Galaxy Guy, how you doing? I'm doing all right. A little bit chilly. It's been uh first true rainy day in Los Angeles, but... This is welcomed weather, so we're doing all right. Yeah, it was it was it was raining today, which was uh, kind of surprising. It doesn't really rain that often uh, in LA. Uh, Alex, how you doing? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Uh, like Chris mentioned, the weather's just nice today, so she's been in my blanket for most of the day playing video games and stuff. So I'm enjoying it pretty well. Nice playing some video. What, what, what video games are you playing, Alex? Uh, I was playing Battlefield earlier, and then a little bit of FIFA as well. So playing Call of Duty with Chicharito. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing Warzone with uh, Chicharito and Julian Araujo. Hey, there you go. That's it. dude. I still need what? What system do you have? Do you have? Are you an Xbox or PlayStation? Yeah, player? I'm. I'm on Xbox. Xbox, nice. I was a PlayStation guy. I, I, I have like an old PS2 that I don't even use. I don't even know somewhere. Somewhere. I had a PS3 at one point, and then I like so, like converted to Xbox. PS2, Geo, man, you're like uh, you're like 15 years behind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't upgraded. I did look. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I had a I had bought a PS5 when it first came out. I was one of the lucky ones, and then like it was blowing up. Everybody was asking, wanted one, so I just ended up selling it because I needed uh, some money at the time. So I ended up flipping um, my PlayStation um not knowing like how hard it was but yeah. then now now i'm just like oh man i kind of want one now again but it's, it's still <laughs> so hard it was like a year ago and it's yeah. still so hard to still even get a playstation so yeah both uh playstation and xbox both are like super hard to get and they're like both going for like 800 bucks just yeah, crazy from resellers yeah i'm just gonna crazy. wait till they're like 15 bucks on black friday dude Nah, <laughs> let's let's hope. I highly doubt they have the PS5s on there. You know, that's that's the one thing. Yeah. Um, but I gotta give a shout out to Anna, Anna Gonzalez. She's always she's always in the chat. How you doing, Anna? I hope you're doing good. Yeah, Anna. She says she's an Xbox fan. So there you go, Alex. Um, but yeah, look, let's talk about LA Galaxy. Uh, we knew they had won two games in a row. Uh, there was a big game, a winnable game against FC Dallas, right? But unfortunately, it did not go the Galaxy's way the first half. Uh, Alex, you and I were obviously there. Um, but it, it just looked like the FC Dallas was was the most physical team. It looked like they were fighting for a playoff positioning, even though they're at the bottom of the table. And I think to me, it was, it was very surprising how, how slow and um, how more motivated FC Dallas was throughout that first half. Uh, what would you think of, of the first half performance uh, when you saw the LA Galaxy go down 2-0? Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, me and Gia, we were in like the press box watching it, and it was a good view and stuff. And obviously, you could tell Dallas came out with the hunger to start off. And we're just uh, the more imposing team, really. Uh, they were pressing the Galaxy center backs uh, pretty far up, and that ultimately led to their first goal. I forgot who it was, but somebody was pressing Nick DePew, and then he gives the ball away, and then uh, Jesus Ferreira literally just scores uh, outside of the box, and it's a great goal. And Seeing that and the Galaxy's lack of trying to get back into the game 
and how they weren't really have any, having any offensive success. It was really worrying, and you kind of needed like halftime to come sooner. And then 11 minutes later, uh, Dallas doubled the lead, and now you're like, okay, this could get ugly real quick. And, you know, fortunately, the Galaxy were able to salvage one point. But the reality is this could have gone horrible for the Galaxy and really could have led to the momentum completely flipping with three extremely tough games left to play in the season. Yeah. Uh, Galaxy, what, what were your thoughts on, uh, on Galaxy's performance uh, the first half? Unsurprisingly, the Galaxy held possession over their opponent once again, right? And they weren't able to do anything with it. We had... We outpassed Dallas, uh, 457 accurate passes to Dallas, 308. Um, we had far more chances on goal than Dallas did, but Gall- Dallas was far more effective with the chances they did have. Um, they had uh, more shots on target than the Galaxy did. And uh, honestly, it felt like much of the same that we've seen before with the Galaxy. This should have been an easy win for the Galaxy. This uh, Dallas team has been eliminated. They're on the road. They literally have nothing to play for. They're near the bottom of the table with the other Texas teams for some weird reason. Something's going on in Texas. But this is a team that we should have been able to beat easily, and yet we we didn't. And that, that point feels like a loss. That draw feels like a loss because, honestly, a point really does us very little good. Yeah, and everything, look, everything went Galaxy's way. We were just talking about this pre-chat. Like, uh, the Timbers ended up losing. A um, couple other LAFC ended up tying with uh, Minnesota. Um, so if you guys would have obviously got the win, you would have put it up in fourth place. You know, Timbers would have been behind you in fifth place. Unfortunately, that's not the case, um, which is the big opportunity that LA Galaxy had. And I think to me, it's just like, not sure why they let FC Dallas be the more physical team, right? When they so essentially is a bunch of kids compared to compared compared to the Galaxy, right? The more vet experience, but they 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 were like little pit bulls, you know? They were like just watching the game, how physical they were, and they were like, I feel like they were pushing around LA Galaxy. We saw what what happened with Chicharito and everything like that, but it, to me, they just look hungrier. And I don't know for whatever reason, obviously Galaxy was able to pick it up in the second half. Uh, but then they they fell short, and I'm, I'm with you, uh, Galaxy guy. It did definitely felt like a loss because you needed these three points. You could have got nine. You could have had nine points in three games. Obviously, it gets now the next three games uh, of this final six home uh, final six games gets more difficult. Uh, obviously, going to SKC tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, it does it doesn't look likely. But um, moving forward, what what are your thoughts uh, on moving forward a- after this game, Alex? <clears throat> Uh, for me, it's just trying to find some consistency and really, I guess, trying to establish and really get to know like, the tendencies of you know your teammates because the playoffs are literally right around the corner, right? If the Galaxy, I think they'll most likely make the playoffs as a low seed, I, I'm, I'm assuming. And if they're going to be prepared to face some tough competition and if they really want to compete and really make it down to the last minute, down to the wire, you have to use these three games to know how your teammates are going to play, what their tendencies are, especially when you look at the quality of the opponents, SKC, Seattle, and Minnesota, all three top teams to play. And I think that these three games are extremely important in the Galaxy determining their their tone and the momentum they go into with the playoffs. Uh, I, if I'm correct, you know, I, the, first seed, the first seed gets a bye, and they're going to have two weeks off. So they're kind of... You know, their match fitness and sharpness isn't going to be at the same quality as a team that's consistently playing 
like uh, the teams uh, fighting from two to seven to face in the, each other in the playoffs. Um, the Galaxy just need to find their – they need to gel well, right, in this last stretch of games and really try to come with at least four points because with four more points, I think they do make the playoffs. Yeah, and I think obviously uh, we look we'll look at Galaxy. Let me let me put up the pull up the table because I think the table is really important to see um, where the Galaxy are. Obviously, I mean they didn't they didn't move they didn't move there there were they just pretty much just stayed. They just gained a point. Um, obviously, so you see I see Galaxy in fifth place at forty six points. Um, Portland was above them with forty six points as well. Um, Minnesota below them forty five points. Vancouver forty four points, and in eighth place, Salt Lake Salt Lake with forty two, and ninth place, LAFC with forty one. Um, but yeah, look that look. There's I don't these last three games is going to change a lot of things for you know those 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 what the bottom what last four five teams that are trying to fight in even the teams outside looking in it, it could definitely change. Um, Galaxy guy, when you when you look at these standings, and obviously you know how difficult yeah. the schedule these last three games are. Um, how, are you with with Alex? Like at least four points to to guarantee uh, somewhat of a playoff spot. Yeah. So mathematically, if you look at the averages from with every every recent season, with the exception of twenty twenty, right? Because twenty twenty was a was one of those weird seasons where it wasn't a full season. Uh, Forty eight points is just about minimum for a a low playoff spot 50 points seems to be the magic number that almost guarantees a playoff spot so the galaxy really needed those full three points from dallas the results around the league went our way right just as exactly as we needed it we needed portland to lose to colorado so portland wouldn't get away with us in points uh we needed minnesota to tie lafc which they did and we needed Real Salt Lake to drop points to Chicago, which they did. So the Galaxy, all they had to do was show up, play their game mentally, physically, beat Dallas, a team that has nothing to play for, and we would have been mostly qualified for the playoffs, at least in that fourth place spot. And you know it would have given us a lot more breathing room going into the final stretch because, to be honest, SKC... I don't see the Galaxy getting any points there. Seattle, Galaxy's not getting any points there. It's going to come down to the wire, that decision day game against Minnesota United at home. And Minnesota, as you see there, is sixth place just below the Galaxy. They have two really tough opponents coming up as well, Vancouver and SKC. Then they have to play us for the final game, which means it's very likely that Minnesota comes to L.A. needing to win in order to qualify. So you're going to have the Galaxy needing to win to qualify, and you're going to have Minnesota needing to win to qualify. So they're going to come here and lay it all on the line. They're not going to make it easy for the Galaxy. There's going to be a lot of sweating on decision day, that's for sure. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing, right? They could have made it a little bit easier if they would have got the, the three points against FC Dallas. But now, obviously, you can't look back. you got to move forward from that, uh, unfortunately. But I think... Uh, you know, obviously, we should also mention obviously Julian Araujo wasn't available because available because um, because of yellow card accumulation. I know a couple of times Alex, you and I were talking about it, and we're like, man, some of those crosses they they miss some of those crosses inside. You know, obviously Anil Anil Fisher was able well, got got the start, but it wasn't the same. I think sometimes we we, we saw some things were like, oh, maybe. We, we we thought about like you know if Joe and Araujo was playing you maybe that cross would have got in or, or or something like that you know 
Um, but we'll see. You know, that that's the thing moving moving with these next three games, right? You got SKC, you got Sounders. You got to get some points uh, within there, even if it's a tie. I know it's not going to be easy with both of those games being away. Obviously, final final game and decision day. Um, but what are your thoughts, uh, Alex, going going into facing SKC? Because um, they just beat the Seattle Sounders with uh, yeah. I think I tweeted it, but it was like a, a rock bottom uh, that would where the goalkeeper slammed. I think it was Christian Roldan, which was which yeah, was it was Tim Melia slammed down Christian Roldan, and uh, I watched the slow mo replay, and it's even worse in like real time. And I'm just like, how <laughs> does that not call it a red? That yeah. was really really embarrassing, you know, if you're a ref and stuff. But uh, yeah, SKC is a tough opponent, and it's always hard to play in Children's Mercy Park. Uh, I think the weather is probably going to have a factor. I think it'll be warm that day as well and humid, kind of like the conditions in Houston uh, a bit last week. But overall, uh, Johnny Russell's playing well. I don't think Alan Pulido is going to be playing. I think he's still hurt. Um, so that's, I guess, uh, a positive for the Galaxy defenders. But either way, going on the road, playing against uh, one of the top teams in the Western Conference is going to be a really big test. And if the Galaxy can come away with three points, you know, it, it's going to be a huge boost. And honestly, it's going to be surprising because we just saw this team struggle against Dallas. We saw them beat the Timbers, and now they're beating the second-best team in the Western Conference. Like, the team, like, if, if that does happen, there's going to be, like, a lot of questions of the Galaxy is just a wild card, depending on how they wake up. You know, do they wake up feeling dangerous or, you know, do they wake up wanting to go back to sleep? It's going to be that kind of <laughs> kind of, that kind of reaction from uh, analysts and fans being, what kind of Galaxy are we going to see today? So I think this game is really important. It's winnable. I, I think every game in MLS is winnable for sure. But this one right here, you have to win because – Going to Seattle, that's going to be really tough. And you know how Seattle crowd gets. It gets loud. It gets rough. And just playing in that Seattle weather at times is just really draining. Yeah, no, and I think another thing is uh, Seattle's not going to make anything easy for you, even knowing you're, you're fighting for playoff positioning, right? Uh, quickly, shout out to G-Man. He said, everyone looking like snack delicious banana banana nut muffins with extra nuts. <laughs> oh, tongue twister there. Um, shout out to Jose Gonzalez. So what's up, guys? Checking in. Definitely feeling nervy time for us um but yeah i i think yeah with with, with the galaxy and what, what you see you know these next few games i definitely feel i'm with you i definitely feel like the skc game is, is definitely winnable um but there's a lot of different things uh, another thing we should know obviously you know chicharito got a goal uh, against fc dallas and sebastian legit was able to get a goal uh chicharito has 14 goals in the season galaxy guy i don't know if you remember the conversation you and i had i said 15 goals he's one goal away yeah. uh from, from getting to that 15, which I, I thought was pretty bold when I said that. But uh, right. what now, it looks like he's pretty much going to get there. Obviously, uh, the, the Galaxy definitely needs Chicharito to score, but I think also have the others uh, to be able to step up. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, on the Galaxy moving forward uh, on being able to take, uh, take advantage of the opportunities? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it sounds like a broken record at this point. Uh, I've been echoing this for a couple seasons now, but the Galaxy really struggles to create plays through the middle, through the middle of the field. Um, the, the Galaxy, their strategy, their go-to is to play the flanks uh, through the wing backs and through the full backs, right? The the right, the, the left and right. Uh, we we've seen that mostly come through Julian Araujo now. He seems to be one of our main outlets on that right hand side. Uh, Samuel Granciel when he comes on. So it's a very predictable game that we've got. Uh, other teams in the league have caught on to this. So we're very easy to shut down, right? So it's been harder for Chicharito to get the ball. We've seen him pull back further into the midfield, 
looking for that ball himself, something that Chicharito should should definitely not be doing because he's a he's a pure target striker. His job is to be up there and waiting for the ball, right? Waiting for that service, which doesn't seem to be coming. So Victor Vasquez is the closest thing we've got. So let's pray and hope Victor Vasquez stays healthy and he's ready and fit to play these last three games as much as we can play him. And hopefully he gets into the playoffs and, you know, is ready to perform for us because I do think he's our best offensive piece going forward. Maybe not at scoring the goals, but he's definitely got that vision going forward to create these plays, these, these passes, right? So we're going to need him. Chicharito's going to need him. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. Another player I, w- I would add is also Efrain Alvarez. Obviously, he wasn't as effective in the wing hit opportunity right before half to score. Alex, you and I were talking about at the game. What are, what are your thoughts on Efrain Alvarez potentially do? Because we know Victor Vasquez may not last 60 minutes, but I'm also looking at Efrain Alvarez uh, the, the same way Gax guys looking at Victor Vasquez. Uh, yeah, Efrain Alvarez, definitely. We, we've talked about it before, very talented and special. Just the consistency is just never there. And that's really the one thing that's keeping him from breaking out as a player. Uh, these past couple of seasons, he's just not consistent, whether it be in his play or the minutes he gets. But uh, we know that if there's no Victor Vasquez, he's going to be the guy to be called upon as that main playmaker. Because if we're being honest, it's just Vasquez and Efrain that can play like number 10s. And that's about it on this roster. Everybody else is a striker, you know, winger, midfielder, no real creative players. I mean, Sasha Kleshin used to be, but he's way past his prime to play that position anymore. But um, I, I, like we've talked about before, he's definitely a better player off the bench. And he's impacted so many games this season coming off the bench. And I, I feel it kind of works in the Galaxy's favor a little bit. Because in this last game, we saw Victor Vasquez come off at halftime, right? He didn't really have a particularly good game. And then you have Efrain Alvarez, uh, who could possibly come in at that time and impact the game like we've seen many times this year through the bench, whether it be, you know, creating a foul, creating a, a goal-scoring opportunity, creating, you know, a penalty in the box or whatever. Um, it, he's going to be important when it comes to this Galaxy's potential playoff run. Uh, Vasquez definitely is going to start at that position as, you know, the creative player. And then if it's not working, I think it's perfect that to uh, have Efrain Alvarez, you know, coming in for the rest of the game because the most Victor Vasquez is going to play is like 70 minutes at most. That's the most you're ever going to get out of him. So I think having Efrain Alvarez kind of come off the bench works in the Galaxy's favor, in my opinion. Yeah, and also obviously Vegas who's playing on uh, on the wing. <clears throat> he he started because I think uh, Samuel Grandster was was able to start. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. He he's more effective. He's more effective. He's come off the bench. He's had multiple opportunities to make the impact, especially against F- FC Dallas, uh, to get to, to be clinical at times. And we we seen him struggle with the consistency. Uh, Andy says his group right here is feeling dangerous every day. Salute, fellas. Um, Andy, what's and- up? Yeah, Ed Velasquez asked, "You guys think Galaxy can draw against SKC?" I definitely think so. I think we, I think we all agree. I think that's that's definitely a big game. Um, uh, David said, "I could see a Galaxy throwing the Minnesota game to keep LAFC out of the playoffs." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if if, if you're gonna want to throw any any games because you you want you want all these points. All the points are gonna nothing is safe uh, yet. Yeah, nothing is safe yet. Um, so every everything everything matters at, at this point. So even even that Minnesota game is gonna be uh, very crucial, right? But um, let's let's talk about what we saw from from Victor. I mean, from uh, Samuel Grandsir in that second half. Um, what were your thoughts? Because he definitely impacted the game. He definitely came came in. He he was effective. 
Um, obviously, we know they they played three games in like seven days, I believe. Uh, Galaxy, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on, on Samuel Grant, sir? Obviously, you know, a couple games left, but, you know, he's going to officially have his, his first yeah. season under his belt. Yeah. No, so the, the thing with Samuel is that he's a guy that injects energy into the team, injects energy into the game, right? He's a guy that hustles, and we saw this. He's not a defensive player, but we saw him on that Dallas breakaway. He made that sprint, tracked that attacker, possibly saved us from a third goal, right? That was individual effort. The guy is hustle. Now, Gio, you 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 play soccer, right? You understand this. It's a it's a different perspective that you have as a soccer player. Sometimes you're on a team and everyone's just slow energy, kind of like the Galaxy was in that first half, and it's it, it just it it kind of kills the game for the entire team. All it takes is one player to come onto that team and hustle you see that and it just injects you with energy, right? You felt it. I felt it. I've been on soccer teams before where that's been the case. That's Samuel Grancip. He came into this into this game, okay, and the team really needed that injection of energy. And we saw it. The Galaxy was a different team in that that final, you know, the final half when, when we had the substitutions. Dijon came on for Cabral. Cabral is a very low energy guy. Dijon is a high-energy guy. He was pressing. He was fighting for the balls. He was there. He's trying to be scrappy with players. He injected that energy. So we really, really needed that. Jonah, Jonah was was done by the by the half. He had a terrible first half. Lejet came in there. He had some energy. So it was it was very needed. I, I like yeah. Samuel. I like, I like his hustle. I, I like the subs. You're right. I like the Sebastian Lejet for Jonah and um, you know Grand Sir for uh, I think it was Victor Vasquez and then Efrain switched to the to the middle. But yeah, Alex, what what are your thoughts on Samuel Grand Sir? Because him Lejet obviously everybody came definitely impacted the game and he got that assist with uh, the assist too. Was it Sebastian Lejet? Yeah, for that karate kick goal. Mm -hmm. uh yeah but uh just saying you know samuel grancier has played every single in every single game for the galaxy has been really crucial to what this team is trying to do when it's down behind because that's really been the start of the galaxy this whole year they've gone behind so many times and you know needing to get some points and comebacks uh grancier is a perfect guy to kind of spark that you know uh chris mentioned you know the, the energy guys when you play right like i don't want to like boost my ego or anything but like when i played i was that guy like i would hey, run around hey. <laughs> i would run around like i had like hey, no brain you, like i had a third lung <laughs> yeah uh whether it be me playing in the middle of the park or you know as a as a winger i, I felt like i was just running the whole time and I, I really slow i rarely slowed down and i felt like at times uh you know that does influence the players like a lot like i noticed the rest of my teammates kind of uh, just get on the same page and kind of play with that same intensity. So seeing that a player like Samuel Grancier has an intangible that not many other players have, like Cabral doesn't have that for sure, way too passive of a guy. Chicharito does have that a little bit, but he kind of slows down. Dejan's the only other guy that really has that. And then the rest of the players don't really have that motor like Samuel Grancier. So it's really, it's a really fortunate thing that the Galaxy have the guy who can create a spark and really... Yeah. Uh, because not a lot of MLS teams really have a guy like that. And let's be honest, a lot of soccer teams in general really don't. And the few guys that do have that ability to kind of spark the rest of his, of their teams, like you see how important they are to this team. And I think Sam Grancier is like one of the most important players, even though he hasn't done much, you know, on the box score with his goals yeah. and assists. But he does a lot of things like tracking back to, you know, make sure the Galaxy aren't caught on counters or 
you know, just being a dangerous player because he's really shifty on the wings as well. So he's always a danger wherever he's playing left or right, and defenders respect him like that. So it's really important that uh, Sam Grancier gets playing time because if the Galaxy are down in the playoffs, they're going to need him immediately off the bench. Yeah. yeah, I hope he gets a start. I was going to say, um, yeah, I think I think it's very important for the Galaxy, you know, to go back standings for them to finish in fourth. Uh, I think it's very important because if they wanted if they want to make that deep run like they like they talked about all year, I don't know how you make a deep run in fifth. You, it's still possible, but look, you know, you want to get at least a home game, right? Home so if, game. even if you're playing timber, the Timbers, right, you 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 play the game at, at home. Um, you know, you're not to travel. You're at home. You're comfortable. You know, you, you have a good shot. Uh, I think in fifth, anything below fourth, it gets it gets very tricky. Um, obviously, third place looks third place looks far looks uh, looks uh, like a long way out. I don't I don't really see that for the galaxy, but I do see fourth, uh, and I think they should try to do everything because they don't play once the playoffs start. What the playoffs start like the second or third week of uh, I think the second week of November, right? Second was it November after the international break because yeah, there's an like, in international break uh, right when the season ends. And that's when, you know, USA and Mexico are going to play. And then that's when the playoffs start. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. Like, some of the teams that, like, clinch the bye, they're going to have a disadvantage because they're going to have, like, three weeks off before they start the MLS playoffs. And, you know, usually that doesn't uh, do well for a team and trying to, you know, get ambitions of winning a title. November 19th. Okay, yeah. Andy just said November 19th. So, that wasn't too far off. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to go all, you gotta go all out these last two games, right? You're going to – last game is November 7th. Say everybody plays until November seventh, right? Assuming, let's assume it's Jonah Rajo, uh, Leggett, and Jonah Dos Santos that are going in international duty, and uh, you know O'Neill Fisher, uh, Nico, um, and Ryan. Uh, tell me some another name that I'm um, missing. So those are, those a couple. Matter. That's a couple, right? But uh, you wanna you wanna give it all. You got you wanna give it all these last last few because you're not gonna come back to November potentially November nineteenth. It, it could change. I could, I could, it could vary because I know there's a couple of dates and stuff like that. Um, but you want to, I feel like you want to give your all. You know, I think it's very important for the Galaxy to get that fourth place uh, by all means possible because yeah. then, then you have a deeper, then you have a good shot to go all deeper, right? Uh, we know who's at the top, and it doesn't, and it's not going to get any easier if you're in fifth place, fourth place. You got, you got a shot there. Um, Let's answer some questions. I know I know a few people have some questions. If you have some questions, definitely definitely drop them uh, on the chat. I've been seeing a lot of people um, talk about it. But yeah, no, like as you were saying, you know, Alex, you're the energy guy. Galaxy guy is definitely an energy guy. You know, we're gonna have to see who's gonna be the energy guy uh, for Galaxy the, the, these upcoming games because it, they're gonna need it from everybody. It's not just gonna be. It's not just going to be Sam McGrandsor. It's going to be from obviously we know day, what Dayhan can produce, but I think for me, I, I'm still waiting for Efrain to step it up a notch. You know, I'm still waiting for Cabral yeah. to step it up a notch. You know, and I, and I also kind of wonder what when that potentially will happen. That when that will happen, and obviously we know what we can expect from um, from Araujo. The defense. Let's talk about the defense. The defense has not been playing that bad, even though obviously they they gave up two goals. This game, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the defense these first three games uh, back since uh, the break? Alex, Alex, oh, you asked me. Okay, uh, so I, I honestly, we talked about this uh, on the show a couple weeks back. The pairing of of Nick Depuy and Derek Williams seems to be a fruitful one. Mm-hmm. They seem to work well together, right? It's it's they complement each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? Where 
Uh, Nick is more of an athletic guy, even for his size. He's very speedy, athletic. Uh, he's good at the, he's good with headers. Uh, he's good with clearances. Derek is the smart veteran, has a European experience. He's a little more level-headed, calm. They work well with each other, right? He's not as speedy. He's not as fast, physical guy. Um, I thought we had a good thing going with our wingbacks, too. Jorge Villafaña has had a pretty decent season so far. Not too hot with Nico. Not too hot with Nico. And it surprises me that he's on a $600,000 salary this year. It yeah. blows my mind because this guy's supposed to come on as Jorge's backup, right? And I, I think he's actually making more than Jorge. <laughs> kind of blows my mind a little bit. I don't know who's signing all these contracts for the Galaxy. I think it's just it. because uh, Nico is just like a six-month loan. So they kind of have to like match his contract from uh, Europe. Possibly, okay, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. It yeah. makes sense, but for a backup guy, that's still a lot of money. Uh, I wasn't too hot on O'Neill Fisher. I think he's a very pacey, speedy guy. I definitely don't – I don't think there's a single person out there in Galaxy Land that believes he should be starting over Julian Araujo, right? We know fully well what we're getting from Julian on the defensive end and the offensive end. He's a mm -hmm. hustler. We need him. Uh, I don't. I don't think O'Neill Fisher played a good game at all. It might just be rustiness because he's not a starter, hasn't really been starting, played a couple games for Jamaica, but doesn't really have that match fitness, right? I, I would also think. I would also. I would just add. It's like we know we're, we're so accustomed of what we've gotten from Jordan Araujo. So when we yeah. don't see a cross from almost half field, or we don't see some of the crosses that we've been used to, it kind of throws it off because Alex and I were talking about it like, oh, he should have crossed it, but we're like. You know, we're like if Julian Araujo was playing, he might have crossed it. You know, that's yeah. He doesn't. Julian doesn't think about it twice. He just does it. Very decisive. And uh, just watching O'Neill uh, on Saturday, I was like, he he seems to be thinking a little too much at times. And I felt like, uh, you know, he he didn't want to play too ahead because I I think he was scared of getting caught out by the Dallas wingers. And then also as well, um, he he's a smaller guy. He's not going to win aerial duels. So that's kind of like a thing that's not too good about uh, O'Neill, which isn't his fault because, uh, you know, you can't really control that. But Julian is just a complete, you know, defender, wingback, whatever you want to be. He's just a complete player. And, you know, getting to see uh, somebody else playing that position, you see how impactful he is. And that's why I think he's, like, the best player on this Galaxy team. Like, overall, better than the whole squad. He's the top player on this team. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no question about that. Uh, G-Man has, has a question. He's a real question. Is legit good luck or technique? I think he's referring to his goal. Um, I would say, I mean, th that was a hustle goal. I mean, that was, he was right there at the right time. If, yeah. if you look at the goal, Chicharito, I wish I, wish I would have pulled it up, but Chicharito makes a run and legit cuts through and sees the open space. So I looked at that, I looked at that goal and I, I feel like that was all effort. That's, that's my opinion. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? think it might have been a little bit of both <laughs> uh when you're when you're outstretched that far like legit did and you know it's kind of like a like a half volley with the outside of the foot it, it it's it's it could it's a lot of skill required to do that but at the same time there's a little bit of luck right mm -hmm. uh mostly skill but yeah it was it was a very nice goal not a lot of players can do that not a lot of people can do that so it was a yeah. good goal all right, let's let's finish up over here because we got we got a couple of minutes, guys. Um, yeah. It's only gonna be a 30, 30 minute episode. Sure. Um, but yeah, look, it, it, the momentum is there. Obviously, it's unfortunate uh, for, for 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 them to drop homes, uh, drop points at home. 
Um, let's talk about the these next next three games or these next two games because uh, by the time next Monday, well, we'll see. I don't know if we'll have a show on Monday because the Galaxy play next Monday, which is interesting. Seattle uh, and then Seattle. I've never realized there. I didn't realize until now it was a Monday because I'm so used to Wednesdays and weekend game and stuff like that. These next two games, because we, we probably won't be on the pod, or I might have to do the podcast earlier. I think that's what we'll do. We'll do the podcast earlier. How do you, how do you feel uh, these next two games against SKC and, and the Sounders, Alex? Um, obviously a little bit of worry, but at the same time, I'm confident this team's going to play up to the level of the competition. They've proven to do that time and time again, even when they haven't been good at times, they still make it competitive. And I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, at least four points here. I think they might get a win uh, against SKC and then maybe a draw in Seattle. Uh, that'll definitely be a tough game and a must watch really because, uh, both teams are going to be fighting and Seattle are going to get back Rui Diaz and Jordan Morris. When they play the galaxy, so I'm gonna be paying attention because two. I love I love those two players, uh, Morris for the national team, and then Rui Diaz. I think is just one of the is the best player in MLS right now. But um, it's gonna be interesting to see how this week plays out. We we've uh, talked about how important decision day might be, uh, depending on the results of the galaxy and Minnesota. So I think that this is gonna play out in the galaxy's favor, and I think they they're probably gonna get a good result, and it's gonna be you know up to Portland how they play and if they will lose or if they'll win because the galaxy right now are more in a race to get a home playoff spot than they are to you know stay in the playoffs because right now it's it's not too stable but at least they're not on the outside looking in yeah uh gotta close us out here galaxy guy and then we'll we'll have to do the second half of the show you're asking me as a as a fan and as a logical person as a logical person i see a, a, a sporting kansas city team on wednesday that has a plus 20 goal differential sitting second in the table western conference that's going to be a tough game i don't think the galaxy gets any points then Monday against seattle we're talking about a team with a 23 plus goal differential the galaxy's defense can probably not withstand an attack from Raul Ruiz Diaz. Seattle's a good team, but you're asking the Galaxy guy, the fan, <laughs> I'm going to say this, we're going to smash Sporting Kansas City. And just like Alex said, this team can play up to tough opponents like we did with Portland, a team that was coming off super hot, eight games unbeaten. They were coming hot and we smashed them. We're going to smash the Seattle Sounders as well, CenturyLink, whatever it's called now. Sorry, we're going to the Emerald City and we're getting three points. The Galaxy's going to finish this fourth place and we're going to get that home playoff spot. Well, they look, there you have it. That's going to wrap up this part of the segment. If you guys want to tune in, stay on. We're going to talk LAFC. I know some of you guys may not want to stay on. Don't don't blame me. But look, I want to thank Galaxy Guy. I want to thank Alex. Give us a second and I'm going to switch things up here. All right, guys. So we're here. We switch things up. We got these guys back. We got uh, Back in Black, who's uh, here with us from Voices of Black and Gold. We got LAFC Edge, who's with us. Um, fellas, how you doing? Back in Black, how you doing? Doing great. I'm actually surprised you have me back on your show after the 
the last the last time you know the, the way things ended here during the uh, what the what do you release. mean I don't, why 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 would I not invite you back I thought I cost you a couple of sponsors there with my, with my, <laughs> my drinking habits but look we, we, say, we, I haven't we don't... touched the drink since <laughs> look look we don't I don't I definitely don't hold any 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 grudges I I didn't have a grudge let me let me correct myself I didn't have a grudge so it's always it was always a pleasure to have you on brother so don't ever don't ever feel like uh like you can't be invited um absolutely no, i'm just i'm just joking i'm excited to be here and talking about lfcv yeah uh lafc edge how you doing hey joe good to be back on the show doing good man yeah is that is that hold on hold on before we even get started is that a bears is that a bear oh hat? yeah it's my bears hat man. oh god explain it what's going on <laughs> yeah you know i'm a huge uh justin fields fan you know i saw that guy play at ohio state so i uh, figured i represent the bears since they uh they put up a Quite an embarrassment yesterday against Tom Tom Brady and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But <laughs> that's what we hear. He said, Alex, Alex was just on. He said uh, he must have been crying on Sunday. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got it got it got in. Uh, you know, Nagy out. Let's put it that way. You know, which is a good segue for LAFC and everything we've been going through. Yeah. Well, look, let, let's talk about it because, uh, you know, it's a, there is big game this past weekend, big game tomorrow, right? This 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 MLS schedule is just all over the place. Games on Mondays and Tuesdays, and I don't know what. Can can we just get it right? Can we be consistent for once? MLS, like, let's let's just, let's let's have our set days. You know, let's have our set days. Hopefully, next season, now that the the CBA and everything was determined this year, let's have our set days next next year. You know, I think that'd be helpful for everybody. That's why we're not all over the place having games on different di- different types of days. Um, let's talk about this Minnesota United game. Um, obviously, it's not the result any but any team wanted. Not the result. Obviously, you guys wanted one one. Um, uh, Edge, what were your what were your thoughts on, on the first half for LAFC? Uh, you know, I think all the fans felt that we got a little lucky. To be honest, that 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 half felt like. Minnesota was pretty dominant and um, a few uh, plays went our way where the didn't land in the goal. And um, but, you know, I think overall, Bob Bradley went in with a defensive mentality, which is very rare to see. You know, he usually comes in firing on all cylinders, attacking. But I think this the strategy that he went in being a little more conservative on attack uh, on attack was actually a good tactic considering the the types of injuries we have with players and how we lack a strong midfield. So, you know, I understand that we didn't win and it hurts and it sucks, but I think with Minnesota being at home and the type of roster we have at the moment, it honestly wasn't the worst result we could get. No. And look at it. Uh, for like to to your point, I, th- I felt like Minnesota was like the better half and the and the the better team in the first half. Um, you know, I think I felt like at times LAFC was lucky they didn't concede. Uh, back in black, what, what were your thought? What were your thoughts in the first half? Yeah, it was a show of Reynoso versus our guys trying to catch up to him. I thought Cheeky Palacios and Raheem Edwards were just like completely lost, could not do anything against him. He exploited it really, really well. Several <clears throat> several crosses coming from that side that resulted in danger against Arnett. You know, it was very lucky that we didn't get scored. Um, you know, they also had a, a pretty nice open shot from the middle of the, the box that, excuse me, from right outside of the box in the 25th minute was also Reynoso, you know, very dangerous. So 
again, uh, we, we got the, the first goal and, and it was a blessing for us because it, it seemed that the inevitable was coming, which was the first goal from Minnesota. So that, that goal truly changed the course of the game. And, 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 and all of a sudden I thought, Hey, wait a minute, we have a chance. Yeah, no. And that's, that's the thing. Uh, once, once the goal, uh, once Chicho's goal, right? Like Chicho, by the way, obviously everybody knows this. He's been balling. He's been doing exceptional things. He got, he did got, he got a goal uh, off a set piece. Maybe he has to thank Tyler Miller for that. Um, Cause he just gave him a gift. Right. But Chicho obviously is on the road. We know we know what we're gonna get from him. I'm not surprised he scored. I'm surprised he scored off a set piece because I haven't seen that from him. Um, but he, he's on the road. He's, he's continued to carry this team moving forward. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens he's, uh, tomorrow uh, and the next two games. But I think tomorrow is the biggest game because obviously you don't you can't draw, you can't lose. You got to find some way. Uh, even though it looks like a you know a hell mary to use an NFL reference, you know t- tomorrow against the Sounders, you have to find a way to win. It's not impossible, but it's going to be very very difficult. Um, let, let, let's talk about that because obviously the way um, the way LAFC was able to 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 stay within this game because I felt like I said I felt like Minnesota United was the better team uh, the way they played. Once you guys went up. But then Reynoso kept doing his thing. He got he had the set piece. Let's talk about the set piece and Blackman, uh, um, Jamal Blackman. How do you feel about how do you feel about Jamal Blackman giving up? Um, I guess we could put it on him giving up that goal because he he should have done a better job. I feel like uh, on that goal. I uh, I have a hard time with how much he actually hits the ball rather than catches it. It reminds me of this Mexican um, goalkeeper. Um, Conejo, who's like just retired, I think last year at 40 years old or something, he always hit the ball and it became, you know, while he did like fantastic saves, the rebound was very scary, you know, and that's exactly what I think we're experiencing with Blackman. I'm noticing he, he hits these balls rather than catches them and the ball ends up loose in the 18 and it becomes really scary. And this was the first actual result where we saw it biting us in the ass. And, you know, I think it does concern me. You know, there's people that are concerned that Blackman may be too slow, things like that. But he's actually made some pretty decent blocks. Um, He actually made some pretty decent ones in Minnesota. But I think the thing that concerns me are those rebounds because he's constantly doing them. And a team that's more clinical like Seattle or SKC will put those away. You know, we got lucky with Minnesota not really having great strikers. And if we're do- we're dealing with a Rui Diaz or uh Shallowy up front, fuck, we're done, you know? So um, that's what concerns me about Blackman. And, you know, I really don't hope that he's not our starting goalie from here on out, but I have a feeling that it's a little too late and Bob Bradley's going to be sticking with him. I personally would now switch back to Romero. I don't think it's too late. And I think three games before a playoff isn't bad, but I'm, I'm still not very happy with Blackman overall. Uh, back in black. What, what, what well, are your thoughts? We're um, not going to make playoffs, So, you know, I, I think at this that's point, to see if it's worth, uh, you know, uh, being part of our Academy, you know, an Academy consists of more than one goalkeeper, um, you know, and, the Los Angeles Galaxy, they do it really well with a young guy in Klinsmann and uh, an experienced European in Bond. So you can make it work with two very good goalkeepers, and both of them would most certainly get their chance and, and and make the most out of it. At this point, I think we made the change. I would not have brought in when he when he was brought in, but since we did, I think we should uh, give him uh, three more games to see what he does. 
Uh, his saving percentage is better than the other two goalkeepers that started for us. Um, having said that, that's because he's been more under duress. Um, you know, the defense has uh, deteriorated over time. The last two, the last three games against San Jose and against Minnesota, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the Dallas game aside. But those two, he had seven shots against him. He had six saves in each of them. So, again, he's doing things right, but I will fault him for the goal, just like I said on Twitter. That was the only thing he did wrong. But it cost us uh, another two points on the road that, again, if we put that second goal away and it's 2 nothing, I, I feel like there's very little they can do and we get out of a Minnesota with three points. It's a different conversation. So, uh, again, we have to see three more games and see if he can put a complete game together where the saves are there and we don't say, oh, he messed up in this one play. Right, Let, let's play the replay. Happen in San Jose as well, right? Yeah, I got the replay. Got the for the second chance. Reynoso can save, but Alonso. I'll play it again. Got to be on their toes for the second chance. Reynoso can save, but Alonso. The thing to me that's, I guess, is 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 very odd is. Why didn't he punch it? You you know what I'm saying? Like, I get he was yeah. trying to. It feels like his height. I, I, I said that in our party earlier. I feel like but, his height got in his way because he, no, he's so come tall on. that he couldn't fully deflect it this yeah, way. Yeah, but like, right? I don't think that you should be. Tra- you should not be. Look, I'm not. We're not. We're not pro athletes. So we don't. this goes without saying. Right. But from what we've seen, you're not going to catch a ball that's directed with that much spin. Right. Or. Punch it or punch it away, I, or, or push it away. I, I don't understand why he didn't punch it. Because if you right. punch that ball, that ball is going it's out. It's, it's it's not even if he punches it straight, it's going past the eighteen. It's right. Or if he goes to the side, I think if he would have punched it, Minnesota United would not have lapse in judgment, which I can only justify by lack of playing time. Right, the guy was unsigned, and 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 this is where I think that if we train him and give him a full season. The stats are there that he's that he be consistent. You know, his saving percentages are really good. You know, can he be trained to not make these mistakes? It was clearly a mistake. I, look, those okay. numbers, I, those I, numbers may be true, but they're but they're not comparable to a, almost a full season of what Romero. Your career numbers. No, no, no. I'm talking about oh, his career. Okay. Numbers, career right? numbers? His, his saving percentage. Well, let's let's go off of really what good. we've seen so far because I, I look the career numbers may be one thing, but what I've seen so far to me, look, this is me being being straightforward from what I've seen from Blackman. And I expected this because he was put in a tough situation. And I and I'm with you when you said Celso, like that making the decision to have this goalkeeper come in, right? You I knew you were gonna throw him in there, but I, I just felt like no matter what, he was he was set up essentially to not succeed right away because there was so much pressure. But outside of that, the talent wise that I've seen from him, this type of saves, it does not tell me that this is the number one guy and LAFC are still looking for a goalkeeper, right? Regardless yeah. of the stats or whatever, LAFC are still going to look for a goalkeeper after the season because I mean, it, yeah, go ahead edge. Cause it, it, it's not convincing. I to mean, me. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like many are very upset with LAFC and that, you know, the, the front office has never really gotten us a, a prime goalie, a good goalie, an elite goalie. They've always been like, worth under like $150,000, $400,000 at most. And it's like they spend all their money on these stars, but like, and then just put like a USL level goalie. And we're always 
screwed because of that. So if it were up to me, I, I want Blackman out end of season. He's I'm glad we tried it for, you know, half a season um, as an experiment. And I was very open-minded to him and he isn't bad, but he, I don't think he's what LAFC needs going into 2022. I think the front office for what they gave us this season, which was an utter crap depth roster. Um, we deserve an elite goalie this, this upcoming season. Keep Romero, who's only 20 years old as development and as our second goalie and try to play him, you know, in some games next season, but we need a new goalie. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure if Blackman's going to be the guy. Yeah, I think he's got three games to prove to us that he's the guy. You know, and right now, right, look, that's that's fair enough. That, that's a very, 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 very fair point. Fair I mean, enough. Yeah. That look, that's fair. You got to give him the rest of the three games. I don't think you switch. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think you switch back. Switching back is yeah. only going to make it worse at this point. Yeah, and as I said, the the bad decision was bringing him in at the time that he was brought in, when probably we could have gotten a, a European center back. Even someone that just filled it up, like it would have been more helpful when like half of this roster is either internationally traveling or or or, or injured. You know, it, it, you know, and, and that's that's the point that minus. I said. I I didn't feel like even Romero, right? Romero was not like uh, we're not gonna hit, sit here and say Romero was was the the most elite goalkeeper, right? But he was not that. He was not that bad. He was pretty solid. Um, and that was to your point. So, so I felt like they were missing defenders. The the issue wasn't with LAFC was was wasn't the goalkeeper necessarily. It was more the defenders. But obviously they thought otherwise. And unfortunately, it's it, it's not looking out. Look, we'll have to give them these last three games tomorrow against Seattle. Um, but there's there's not been a game that I'm like, okay, I could see Blackman being an elite goalkeeper, even though he's big, right? He's what six six or whatever. He's, he's um, very tall, man. Statistically, Romero struggled the most for us, right? You know, he was at the bottom of the league. You can look it up, right? Cisnega wasn't much better. So, you, you again, you had two guys that were really performing below the entire team. And you can not trust the stats because I know that a lot goes into making that stat. But those are red flags. And, you 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 know, as a, as a, as a front office, as a team, you're going to try to solve it. Um, but I think we we needed to address the issues from the mid the defensive midfield up, you know, because at the lack of pressure yeah, to allow Reynoso to make crosses in our, in our <laughs> into our box like he did, you know, it's just like like you said, Edge, those guys are bad. They're really bad. Their X goals at home is extremely low. They win games by not allowing the teams to to, to score on them, and you saw it. They're, they're pretty dominant. But they keep the score very, very low. I knew this was going to be a low-scoring affair, and here he was. We had a chance to go to nothing. It was a thin margin. And by the way, Tyler Miller, we're totally in his head. It's amazing. <laughs> look, yeah, look, no, Tyler Miller, not surprised he gave up a goal like that. Um, tomorrow, look, okay, we're, let's talk about tomorrow. There's against the Sanders. No, 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 see Fuentes because uh, yellow card accumulation. We know Nortuesta, uh, Carlos Vela. Apparently, he's going to come and play in the second half. I don't know how many minutes he's going to give you, uh, going to give LFC, but I mean, that's good news, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's a big game tomorrow at home. We'll see what how many minutes. I can't see more than 15 minutes, maybe 20. It's been a long time since Carlos Vela has played, so I, I don't see more than that. Um, uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Good news, he's back. Uh, bad news is he's probably not going to be able to impact the game as, as you would like to, right? You, you would like to have him available for 90 minutes, right? Uh, depending what happens tomorrow, right? I think if LAFC lose, 
um, then pretty much that's pretty much it, right? Obviously, I think statistically or whatever, um, there's needs I know things that happen, but obviously a loss pretty much uh, puts them now in the coffin. Uh, other teams, obviously, if other teams win and other different things, right, with, with the final two remaining games after tomorrow. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on hearing Carlos Vela uh, being available uh, tomorrow on Salso? Uh, we can't, you know, we can use them because the, the, the roster is so depleted. Uh, you know, like just put it, put it, put everything aside and say, hey, you're, you're, you're a quick player to play and we have a very depleted roster and we're going to need to score some goals. Um, I think it motivates the roster if he's there as well. I think it's, it's sad to when he's injured that he doesn't come to the games. I like to see him there. He, he hasn't done that. So, um, you know, and I hope that he can give us 30 minutes of, of hard earned football you know he's he's delayed his return long enough to justify coming back and 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 making an impact and we're gonna need a we need a win um you know the max we can get to is 49 points i believe i don't believe we can capture nine the max we can afford a loser at this point is two points which means that a loss will immediately eliminate us yeah uh edge what are your thoughts on vela being back tomorrow um, you know, I'm excited, but at the end, it just depends his mentality. I don't know why he's coming back, if he's happy now, or if he got his contract, contract extension the way he wanted, or his salary. I don't know what it is, but, you know, apparently he's ready tomorrow. So I want to know what his mentality is going to be, and I think we'll be able to see a lot of that come, you know, towards the end of the game on Seattle when he plays. But, you know, it's going to be a difficult game for us, obviously, since our midfield is going to be lacking Cifuentes. Uh, we're going to be dealing with two USL players for our midfield, Chris Chris Ostomo and Duke. And then we have Blessing. So none of them are really like great holding midfielders. The closest is Chris Ostomo. Um, but, you know, once again, that's USL level. And going against, you know, Seattle's midfield, which is utterly nuts. Um, I'm very worried more. I'm more worried about that than Vela playing or not playing, to be honest. Um, but I'm hoping that Vela comes in and probably does something cool to help us out. You know, like I'm a little concerned about his pace and his age already. Um, more his mentality towards that, because it feels like since he didn't want to play, you saw a lot of his age. Um so I think he could play like a player like Vasquez and on Galaxy, who's not as, you know, who plays more as a tandem playmaker. And he's a difference maker in that regard. You know, I've been looking at Galaxy games and I see how like amazing actually Vasquez is. And I didn't even know who he was before he came back because I'm not that, I don't go that far back with the MLS, but I knew that he was, had MLS experience with Toronto, I believe. And I knew that he was a great playmaker, but I really saw the difference that he's bringing to LA Galaxy, you know, and I think, We've always kind of lacked a ten, a number ten like Vasquez, and I think if anything, Vela could. I would prefer for if we're lacking in midfield, if Vela could come in like kind of a playmaker as a ten, since he doesn't have the pace as a winger right now. Maybe he could work up to that. He's an amazing winger, and I'm always wa wanting him to be there. But if he doesn't have the pace, and he doesn't have the mentality, then if he could do some good visionary passes, that could save our asses, and probably we get some goals. But. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, that, I mean, that's that's very uh, very feasible for Carlos Vela. I mean, he has a tremendous left foot and definitely could put the put the ball where, where it needs to be. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see because everything everything will tell, right? And another thing we should add, right? Thursday, LAFC announced that they're doing this Instagram live interview with Carlos Vela. Came out of nowhere. Um, 
I want to get you guys' thoughts on my, uh, my membership emails. You know, it's very timely. Oh, so even even you as a member, you got it in your email, right? No, you I'm just you, saying that, uh, you know, it's just time to renew my seats. And yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So it's time to remind me that he's part of the club, you know. Gotcha. So, yeah, like, obviously, if you if you forgot, uh, Carlos Vela does play for LAFC, uh, even though he, he has been. Yeah, but I look, know, I really think been, he was injured, you know. I think we have good trainers in this team that it, it, in his contract that would prevent him from just being like a soft – like the, I really believe that if he's not injured, he has an obligation to play. And he's not if it's not a hundred percent, he might risk getting injured again. And I bet the team held him back. So if, if, if we have to be upset at anyone, I would say the team held him back from. Well, from, I think I think that's early. that's what we were, I think that's what everybody would like to hear. Now, is right. he going to be asked that? That may be another thing, right? On Thursday, um, yeah, you the know, the question is that you're staying after three games. That's what we want to know. Yeah, I think I think that's the that, that's the main question, right? Um, but what else? What else? What else do you want to know about Carlos Vela? Because uh, they're promoting it, like, um, you know, he's going to be answering all these questions on Instagram Live. Um, you know, look to me, like, if, if a guy, if Carlos Vela is asking questions or answering questions, I don't, I don't, he ain't saying goodbye on Instagram Live. Look, I'm gonna just be honest with you. <laughs> He ain't, he ain't going, he ain't going, he ain't going to say goodbye on Instagram Live. That, Take that. his talents to Miami. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't doing that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to everybody, but he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna say, "Hey, it was amazing." You know, LAFC. It's, it's time for me to bounce. That's not gonna happen. Uh, it's either it's either like he's staying on after these three games, or you know, talk about or about you know the season and stuff like that, addressing the fans. But the the thing to me that is so is kind of odd, I guess, is uh, the last week. Uh, you know, the updated salaries were 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 released, right? Again, or you know, updated. Um, I think ESPN published something like that. And then I saw a lot of flack from LAFC fans, right? That were going after Vela. <laughs> that, you know, they were pretty much just saying that, like, you know, I forgot I saw a couple of people tweeted a couple of things, but just you know, how how Vela was able to finesse LAFC for all this money for only playing like 30% of the games or whatever like that. But I, I kind of feel like that has to do something with Carlos Vela addressing what that, because there was a lot of negative uh, press towards Carlos Vela from the fans. Um, and I think that may have to lead to, that may lead, that mu- that's what potentially led to this. I could be wrong, but I, I have a feeling that it might've been that. Edge, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I feel like, you know, everywhere in the comments section, there's there's fans commenting where's Vela what's happened to Vela what where is he and i think the front office has you know obviously caught on that the fans are just kind of over Vela or really mad at Vela and there needs to be some form of communication between him and the fans at the moment and if he's not doing it on him by himself through his social media feed then maybe the front office is like kind of requiring it now you know and i you know obviously everybody hopes if we find out if he stays or leaves in this interview on Thursday. And that's all we could really hope for. I have a feeling it's going to be a bunch of softball questions. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a Q and a between the audience. It's going to be a Q and a between Max and him with a bunch of softball questions. And, you know, I, I, I really don't know how much we're going to get, what information we're going to get, but I don't feel like, I feel like it's catered to him and to like, you know, make sure that he's comfortable and he says what he wants to say the way he wants to say it. And, I don't know how satisfied we're going to be with it. 
Yeah, I don't think Katie says I agree. The fans are super upset. This to make noise. That's look one thing about LAFC. Um, if I can just be honest with you guys, they like to keep they they like to cater things their way, right? But everybody can see through the bullshit. To be honest, like come on now, like you know, it, look, you don't have to be like. It just has. To, this is sports, man. This is sports. Like you, you, fans are paying a lot of money. I get what I get why you have to do this, but keep it 100. Like if you're gonna do it with Villa, keep it 100. You can't BS. La, this is LAFC shot to keep it 100. Because what I'm look, I've been seeing the BS from LAFC for a long time now, and I I, I find it kind of um, refreshing to see. Right, you guys. I've never met each other. A lot of people that interact have never met each other, but I've never met them, but I, I've met, but it, to me, it's more refreshing to see that not everybody thinks the same, right? Not, not every fan is going to think the same. Not everybody thinks like me Not everybody, you know, is a fan of how we think of the conversations we have. But I think to me, it's so refreshing that p- other people can re- can, can see the BS of what LAFC has been putting out. And the, to me, this is a, a great opportunity for LAFC to keep it 100 with Vela. And it's a great opportunity for Vela to keep it 100. Because if not, you're going to keep spewing out the same BS LAFC's been putting out. I understand there's people that work for the team. I understand the, I understand you got to cater to the machine of what LAFC is. I, I get that. Look, but, you know, but do you also got to realize as an organization that everybody can see through the BS? And this is your yeah. shot to make, to make, to make it, make amends with the fans. Because everybody's pissed off at Vela, rightfully so. But Vela and, and and Vela hasn't talked. Vela has not talked, and 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 he 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 has to own up to it. Look, you're getting you're, you're the most, highest paid player, and you're the best player on, on this league. There's no question about that. But you've been ducking, you've been hiding, you've been chilling, you've been out in Malibu, you've been doing all these different things. You having a you have your Instagram that you could do on yourself. Now, okay, if you're gonna care, if you're gonna have someone cater it for you and everything like that make sure the questions are asked that everybody wants to know but you know again Gio, is it because he doesn't have a contract offer from the club and he's just holding out and saying the things like oh yeah sure if there's an out here for a european offer i'll entertain it i love to play i know europe. but that that's not what that's not what i'm referring to with that just con- means the club one. didn't give him an offer right so maybe we don't we don't we don't know that, that. we don't we don't, we don't know, know that. what the club's doing yeah, we don't I know think that. I think that, that this front office's brand is still relatively new, and we're yeah. dealing with a general manager like John Thorrington. That I, if I'm correct, doesn't Which really is the have leader gen- of soccer in LA. Like you saw what he did with yeah. the EPL this weekend, man. Like that guy yeah. has a lot of power. Like yeah, you know, no, and, um, but I'm saying though is that like is and what he can do for for soccer. No, I'm not. There's no questioning about that. It's more about be, my thing is being transparent. That's the biggest thing. I think what, yeah. what I'm referring to. It's not. It's, it's not about. They don't have an obligation to be transparent because hopefully the, the no, 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 no. With, with, with the with with the fans and look, if if um Ronaldo or, or look, I'm not putting Vela at the same level. Chicharito, right? Chicharito, perfect example. Chicharito got a lot of flack last year, um, because he wasn't a, he didn't address the fans on social media and stuff like that. Same thing. I'm seeing the same, same story with. I'm, I was gonna I'm, say, I'm, what about Chicharito? He's the I'm seeing. Exactly. I'm seeing the same story with, with Vela. This year, what I saw with Chicharito last year, same story. But the difference, right, is the difference this year is Chicharito is posting about the team and stuff like that. Even even when LAFC was struggling, Vela never posted like, hey, you know, uh, uh, he didn't post like Brian Rodriguez was posting. He didn't post what Jose Sinfuentes was posting on Instagram. 
That's what pisses people off. And that's what I'm saying. This is this is Carlos Vela's chance to 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 do that. Like, what were you doing? What was going on? This is the, this I'm saying. This is the chance. I'm not talking about the contracts and all these different things. This is LAFC's chance to be transparent. This is Carlos Vela's chance to be transparent. If not, then then keep spewing I mean, out the same. Just keep spewing out the same BS. People ain't I, I, buying I get it. That. That's what I'm saying. People ain't well, buying I, that. That's what I I'm get saying. that. But like, if if let's just say, let's just be, you know. Let's just hypothesize here. If 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 Vela's upset because he's not getting his contract extension, that's, that, or... that's fair though. That's fair, no, I but... get that. But how how could the front office be transparent about that? They can't tell the fans that. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. So that. how yeah, do you know like what I'm asking? Those no, 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 I'm asking. No, okay. no, no. This is what I'm saying. But how could they be transparent? This is this is what I'm saying. Let me be clear. To be transparent in this interview. Now I'm not saying tell us that tell us transparency is tell us no 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 tell us I'm not no 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 let me finish let me finish let me let me people yeah exactly exactly that's what I'm saying that's this is a chance to ask that question and to want to want to know then and there I mean if he doesn't it's it makes no sense at 35 days of a contract in three games and he's gonna go talk about Christmas plans and what he's gonna do in Cancun with his wife like I will literally turn off and like no that's what dude that's that's what I'm saying you I think you're missing it has to be big news (laughs) this this is what I'm saying and I I, dude I just feel like he's staying I don't know there's no way I I think he's staying too because you don't know way he's there you make it sound you you if you if he's not staying you put it on a friday you know no nobody's watching on your twitter you're like oh and that man he's not staying blah 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 and you go hang out with your family by monday you already forgot about it you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean look, if you don't make a show on a thursday after the biggest game of our season which potentially can make or break our season right you announce some good freaking news that's what i hope and it is and it, it's going to be good news for some of us right that was staying for another year. Yay. Uh yeah. It just it just the message has to be straight up. I know we're out of time, but it's a mistake too. I would have signed a twister for a DP contract and tell Vela bye-bye. Good good it's been good for his service. That's the right move. Build from yeah, within. but, but Vela a twister hasn't missed the the games and you know we, we that's a whole missed story. games as well. No, he's missed a lot of games and when he doesn't play, we're screwed. Our midfield is like ah, doesn't know what to do. We have Arango. Like by the way, tomorrow's gonna be exciting. We get to see B Rod, Vela, and Arango play together. I'll be there for that. No, no, I think it's gonna be exciting. I just don't think. Um, Nobody to pass the ball to them, but hey, it's just gonna be I don't think we. I think we're gonna see it for like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but look, to, to close this out, I, from what I know from LAFC, right? Obviously, uh, I've been there. I've been. I've been a little closer to to what what you guys have seen. Obviously, I brought. I'm bringing you. I'm bringing you guys into these type of conversations. I love having these type of conversations with people that are either close to the team or or whatever. Like to me, you know, it doesn't bother. And I see what you guys do on social media, but. To me, I, I really think this is a big opportunity for Vela, and I think it's a big opportunity for LAFC to to be straight up about it and just, hey, this is what's going on. This is this is what happened. Obviously, we didn't have the type of the, the the type of season, but look, I'm coming back, or you know, or whatever. But if it's about what you said, the the beaches, and that's what I'm saying when it's not being transparent. That's what I mean to when it, when it's not being, hey, let's talk about the issue. Let's talk about what's actually going on here. That's what I mean by transparency and not about the con. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying, hey, tell me your contract. Tell me how much money you're going to get. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to, look, let's be transparent about this. We all know why we're here, right? Let's talk about it. 
that's what we're here for. Let's not talk about the vacation. Let's not talk about this. Let's sit here. Vela, what are you going to do? Are you coming or not? You're not? Cool. Right. But I don't think he's I don't think he's up for the task to do this on a live to say, like, it's been great, guys. I'm still undecided. If he if he I hope he doesn't pull off the undecided card because that that would be bad. Well, I don't, he, I, don't he, I mean, I, I don't think oh, I've wow. ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that an interview where like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a clear it's a clear it's a clear decision that to me. Um, that he's coming back. Could be an MLS or, you know. retirement. I don't know if you know, <laughs> it could be that. Like, oh god, this, this is the wrong time to retire, and uh, it would be the the timing's just off. I think the what I see the outcome is Vela's coming back, and it, it's gonna do it through Instagram Live. Um, it's a big announcement. Um, I'm sorry if I ruined it. I, I hope I hope I, I didn't, but I'm pretty sure uh, that's my. I have no inside information. Oh, yeah, I think that's you're just. Right. That's just my senses. There's no way he would say he's leaving um, uh, on an IG live. That that that'd be kind of petty. You know what I'm saying? Like that'd be kind of weird. Well, or you can do it like Pepe did. Send a so uh, uh, an SMS to the the you know to to your PR agent, and then all of a sudden he shows up in the injury report against LAFC, and he doesn't say goodbye. Which one do you prefer? Yeah. No, let's let's well, of course. Tell me, man. That's Pepe. Oh my god. Their social media team was all over that guy. And he left back back door. Didn't even say goodbye. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like if the what do you mean, Pepe? He was he was there Saturday. He was, he was there Saturday. Not, I think mean? that's pretty cool. I'm sorry. I, I what do you what do you mean by Pepe? Hold on. Let me let me read Katie's comment and then we'll we'll go. Yeah, to go Pepe. ahead. I was talking about Pepe and how he left, you know, basically said I'm not playing for Dallas anymore. And he did, he uh, played Saturday. Oh, okay. He played against Galaxy. That's why I'm confused. Uh, okay. Katie says he's not. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't left. Uh, he he. he Katie says he's not all of a sudden doing press if he's not staying. Referring to Carlos Vela, this is to make fans feel better. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree so. because if if he wasn't going to renew, they would have saved it till the end of the season. Why let us know that? You know, on the run to the playoffs, I don't think they would give us bad news then. You know, especially if we lose to Seattle, it's just going to be a catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's hey, he's coming back, and this is the plan. the The thing to me is, um, I don't know, like he's definitely getting paid a lot of money, right? It is. I th I think that the thing the thing to me that really surprised me about Vela was he didn't address it. Like you don't gotta do, you don't gotta hop on on a uh, on a press call, but like he could have done this sooner. Via, just like an Instagram post, like hey fans, I know it's not the type of season, um. But I'm here, you know, like I'm yeah. here fighting with you guys. Or tell us, to your point, dude could have been showing up at the games. I, well, I could have been out of traffic. He, he's got agents. And uh, if the, the team has not given them 100% that they're in on him, he might have just decided that he needed to sit out. I, I, look, look, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But, but I'm I mean, Villa's not known for his personality, honestly. He's like, he's the fans kind of know he's transactional. And all I care about is if he's going to perform and renew. You know, at the end of the day, like whether he's addressing us or not is like it sucks, but that's really just his personality. The Mexican fans know this, mm -hmm. the fans of the Mexican national team, the way he doesn't play for the national team and how, you know, there's grudges there. So, yeah, that's unfortunately his behavior and his characteristics that people don't seem to like. Yeah. And look, we'll, we'll see because uh, we'll see what happens. Because look, Ch Chicharito is amazing. Or uh, am I muted or can you guys hear no. me? Can you? I think we're, we're good. Uh, I just oh. muted. Um, but no, look, I, I think to me, like, um, 
And look, I understand LAC is a new is a new club, but um, you you still gotta you still gotta you still gotta do things like this. Uh, or you gotta you gotta do do things like that. Even look, they could have helped Vela or whatever whatever was going on. But I th- I think to me this should have been addressed earlier. Not not doing an IG live, not not nothing like that. But from Vela's part, it could have been addressed. We're, we're gonna earlier. find some stuff out. You know, I really believe there's been some harsh negotiations behind closed doors, and the result may be a lower salary for a guy that we keep grilling on the six mil, right? If he comes out of that game, you know, maybe in a four million dollar range. No, I don't think he's taking less money. Back, you know? He ain't taking less money to come back. That's, that's Why not? Right. I mean, the guy plays 30% of the games and then he gets played 30% of the money. Nah, he because you know what? Dude? Here's the thing. That that, no, no I don't, he, I don't, he don't take go. less money. There's nowhere for him to go. Do you have one room? I, I don't know. I don't look. I don't believe that. I just, that's so There's hard no for me to $6 million dollar offers there. Is the Galaxy going to pay I don't, $6 Do you know that to be true? Let's talk, let's talk in facts. I don't no, that's, know anything exactly. Okay, true, but let's, what let's I do know it, let's is that there because when things want to come out, they come out. And I know, but I look, mean, I heard, I heard, uh, Real Batiste wanted him. Yes, and, look, you know, there's, there's so. this interest there, but look, t- right. So the only, he's not going to take the only less money. Is who? Who's that's that? That's a crazy thing. To, that's a, that's a crazy thing to say, Celso. That a man's going to take less money when he's the he's the best player in this league. Chivas is the 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 number one. He's not going. He's not going. He's not going to the Liga Max. He's not going. Right. You're going down, you're going down a path that is taking us to, to, to down a hole. But like it just to me, look, let me let me tell you why it doesn't make sense. He's the best player in this league when healthy. The best player in the league is not gonna take less money. He may stay at that salary, but he ain't gonna take like he ain't gonna take four million. Come on now. Whether whether uh, the whether the fans are upset about it, based on I, whether whether the fans are upset, he's not going to take less money dude, when there's when there's other options. And neither is Chicago or any other. Team. Yeah, yeah, but look, he's not going to take less. I don't see that being a thing. He's going to take less. We should pay him less. I, I think the salary will still the same. I think um, that I think that Vela Vela believes a lot in himself and his capabilities. And if you yeah. tell him, oh, 2020 season, 2021 season performance, he's just going to be like. COVID, whatever. I'm still the best player in the league. Look, I he, want all he the money. Did, look, he got injured, but even with his injury next season, mm-hmm. if he's able to stay healthy, if it's a big if, right? This is a big if. Dude's over 30, right? Big if. But he's probably like, I can still do this next season. You, yeah. I can still do it. And they know I he think, can yeah. still do it. I think season. he believes in himself. And I think he, he thinks he could. He keeps getting hurt. Like, so again, it's like, a yeah, but her, rest, right? like, once again, he knows he wasn't hurt. I mean, uh, that's speculation. <laughs> he knows he was the worst look. injuries you can have as a soccer player. You know, again, he, uh, look, the guy was really hurt. Allegedly, we we got to we got to speak. And he's looking allegedly. for his next contract. He's not gonna get six million again. He, nobody. Can I hope not. It's not your. The good thing, Celso, is not your money. I mean, and maybe that's exactly what this whole front office fiasco is about. Maybe they feel the same way as you, and they're like, "No, you're you're older. Your stats are lower. You're going her down to three, four million a year." And he's just like, yeah. "Absolutely not. I'm the best player I in the league." You. And now he's six point five. Maybe he wanted seven million. You know, he's just like, "Look, the, the for sure, for sure, for sure, negotiations. But the negotiations are about. It's hard for him to negotiate to get more because of the season he had." Right. Um, but he could also be like Vela's things like you brought me a bunch of USL players. What was I supposed to do with that? That's the counter argument. Right. But look, I'm based on pure talent. Carlos Vela's worth the money. If he's playing, if he's healthy, 
that's a big risk, right? I, yeah, I mean, and I think, and I think, and I think, look, 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 and I think, and I think another thing to 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 this whole LAFC thing is what we're it's it's look, if he's most likely going to stay, but the big transition for LAFC with these conversations, well, you want this money, you need to show you need to show love to the fans, and I think that's what Thursday is. You want you want you want to keep your six million. You want this money. Well, you know what LAFC needs. LAFC needs Carlos Vela to talk to the fans. LAFC needs Carlos Vela to interact and all this stuff. Because dude, I, I can assure you, Carlos Vela does not care if he's getting trashed on Twitter or whatever. It, yeah. it, it doesn't. But LA, you know who does care? You know who does care? LAFC. LAFC front office people. LAFC organization. And they so care. does the league because you know you know the whole nah, market of this league is, is not necessarily. This is this is more on LAFC. LAFC cares about that their image with the fans, right? Because the thirty-two fifty-two. Trust me, I've been and I see how they operate. This is more right. of LAFC. I, I, I know, I know, and, and but I, I just don't know if like Vela, Vela is like Tom Brady took less money, right? So like if Vela doesn't no, take no, less money, <laughs> but I know, you know? but it, but it's, it's not built the same way. It doesn't matter on the salary construction. Tom Brady did it to bring in more players. Carlos Vela, it doesn't work. It doesn't make. I know, but that comparison doesn't make sense because even if say Carlos Vela take makes ten million, it doesn't change the roster construction for LFC. Carlos Vela makes twenty million. million. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't change because no money. We wouldn't have three two million dollar guys right there in the middle. No, it doesn't change. So, so you you got to see how these rosters. That money's coming straight from the owners. That doesn't affect the roster. It, only six hundred thousand of that money of Carlos Vela's money goes into the roster construction. Yeah. So Slatan and Chicharito, that 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 money it's doesn't infinite affect, money for LAFC. We can have no 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 no. It's not infinite money, but it doesn't affect it doesn't affect the roster building. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like and only six hundred thousand investors expected a return, and when COVID hit, they didn't get their return, and they're behind the eight ball, and now they're yeah, looking like, at their that, money that, and that, saying, "Oh know, wait." But, but that's, burn that's is a little higher. I think but, I think Vela understands the value he brings to LAFC yeah. and how much money he makes them. And he's yeah. like six million. I bring I make you way more than yeah. that. You know, yeah. I make just he in sales. Or, no, I'm saying, yeah, what he brings to LAFC. And I think a lot of that comes into play. And if they're like you're if you're telling him about stats, he's gonna get offended and say, I'm still the yeah, best. You don't come at Vela with make yeah, and I think I think it's kind of stupid of the front office not to give him what he wants. I'm gonna be honest. I'm like, screw it, pay him six million. Stop trying to save one point five million. It doesn't affect our roster. It doesn't affect our roster. And you're you guys have billionaire investors. It's like just stop fighting over this one point five million. Make the man happy and make him an MVP next season. Simple as that. Yeah, if it's it's if it's literally a million dollars, it's it's not that much. I, I look, I'm not I'm not right. I'm in terms of this. In terms of of sports and contracts or whatever, it's a lot of money to a normal person to me, right? But in terms of contracts and stuff like that, if they're arguing over a million dollars, it's not that much. When you paid thirteen million dollars to get Brian Rodriguez onto this club, that's a lot of money, right? I but wonder if me, they renewed his contract earlier, what he could have given us this season, being happy. You know, I know it's a bit manipulative and it's not cool that Vela did this and what he's doing speculatively if he's unhappy about his con- lack of contract renewal. But let's just say that's the case. Was it worth the whole freaking season being screwed up because yeah, you wanted to save that little bit on the salary? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So think- again, the, the G-Man Galaxy here commented on 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 what we're talking about. And again, 
if you think that there's an infinite amount of money that we there's not an infinite amount of money but it's like that's not how it works i know the, unless the league has it's... a cap and i get it but yeah but it, only only the six six hundred thousand of that six million goes into the goes into that the rest the owners are paying that doesn't affect the roster. Dude, I know, but like, there's still an, a, a line in there that says payroll, and you can't go over it. Otherwise, you over budget. But to be honest, projections. But to but be honest, I do recall that because everybody goes down, and you can't bring good players to to replace but, your middle of the crop. Like, come but, on, but I do recall. I do recall things. Look at the I number do. of eighty guys making eighty k in our roster. Compare it with the Galaxy. Compare it with the the, the the New England Revolution. Yeah, but Galaxy is the most. The Galaxy spends the most money. Duke makes ninety thousand dollars. He's gonna start for us tomorrow. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't compare man. to Carlos Vela type of talent. That that's not the same thing. Galaxy spends. Is Carlos Vela is not worth six million dollars, Gio. I could sit here with you for another hour arguing that. I, look, that, I look. I, I agree. I I, I like I like your take on that. Um. And, and that's why I have and you this on. This is why we're suffering because Chrysostomo makes another 80K, and that's all we can afford. No, no. It's, it, it's, it's not, not that. It's, it's not, it's not what you can I mean, afford. It's not. It's, not, it's, not, hey, it's Will, who you bring uh, in. Can you bring us another player? Because we, we one guy's down, and Will, like, I know you I, have as much money as we can. It's not like that, man. It's a budget line. And, and, and yeah, look, look I understand. I get what you're saying. There's, there's a budget. There's a budget within teams, but you're also talking about the best player. Stuff. You're also you're talking about the best player in this league. You're not talking about what uh, is the best about him. A one season that he had golden boot. Like, look, 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 fair, look, fair, 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 fair enough to your point. Look, this is this is this is your team. This Carlos Vela, right? You you're upset that he hasn't showed up. Rightfully so. You should be as passionate as you are. But I think the other side you're missing too is like. These negotiations, LAFC want him to stay, right? Carlos, Carlos Vela knows this. Carlos Vela took a risk to come to LAFC. Took a risk. What kind of risk? LAFC. Dude, <laughs> he was coming. He was coming to to play where he came. What was it? A video, uh, La Liga to be the first guy in a, in, a, in a first in a first well, in a mural. Yeah, uh, no, you're mural. right. Back then, it was still a risk because they were in club. Right? So you now know, the, I, the, I, the, I the tables the league, tables have somewhat turned. That's right. what I'm saying. The tables have somewhat turned. Now. LFC have a I need to take a risk on Vela, right? Because look, yeah, you're not you're not as consistent, you're injury prone. That's the risk that LFC has taken. But to yep. me, if, if LFC wants Carlos Vela, I don't think you pay him more than what you're paying him now. But if you want him to stay, you you pay him what you're paying him. I mean, and a great it, example is Altador, right? Like he's not even that performing that great anymore, and he's one of the highest paid and Toronto year after terrible. year. Yeah, and year after year, they're giving him the money because of what he brings to the team, and they were taking a risk. And I agree with Gio in that regard. I think well, LAFC, are, I think LAFC needed to take that small risk and go with Vela and renew his contract as soon as possible at six million what he wanted. And yeah, I think we'd I, be I, in I, a much better spot oh than that God. than we are now. We'll see. Look, we'll, we'll see. Look, look we're we're going to find out. We're going to find out. went down, and they can't do anything. Altidore is terrible. He barely gets in the field. No, I'm not saying I, I think they're done for doing it now. But I mean, motto is what got them in that I know, trouble. I know. I'm not saying that's what I want. Same exact issue. As <laughs> I, I want to ship Bob Bradley there <laughs> no, and no, no, make no. him fix that thing. Go with Vela too, man. Like you know what I mean? No, no. All look, I'm getting at is look, that they need to take a risk. At least one risk. Celso, you're going to take a lot of risk. You're going to learn a lot about LAFC after this. You're going to trust. Well, this is why I'm being so vocal. You know what I mean? Because I want the opposite to happen. And 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 if I believe if we scream loud enough. It's and already happened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell again. you. Will, it's already will, happened. It's already happened. If this man is speaking on Thursday, 
But if we get him for That's another exciting. year, I'll take it. It's a mulligan season. He's missed so many games. You know, farewell tour. Yay, yay. Kobe Bryant to the Lakers. Remember? Farewell. Kobe I don't think amazing, it's a farewell tour. But that last tour. season was horrible. There's no okay? farewell. It's not a farewell tour. It's it a, was farewell to Kobe Bryant. It's probably like a year with a team option or, or whatever. But look, let me get to Katie because she, she, she brings up a great point. She's like, we need to focus on building a better team with more seasoned players. And down the field, I don't believe Vela is our savior anymore. We need a balanced team, not a USL team or two, two or three hot shots. I completely agree. I think the um, the the USL players definitely did not help. I don't know what the reason behind that was. And I understand you had that pipeline with the Las Vegas lights and stuff, but. Yeah, I agree. That, need, that has not been a successful. We thing. need a well-rounded team, right? Like you know, Rui Diaz was out, is out of Seattle, and Jordan Morris, and yet they're still so freaking dominant, right? And right now, LAFC lose Vela, and we went utterly downhill immediately. Yeah. Then we lost Rossi. We keep going down. Then we lost a twist. Of course, every this happens to any team that loses its DPS. But LAFC specifically is in a worse position when they lose Vela or one of their yeah. VPs. And I think we need to create a more well-rounded team rather than a ton of youth, a ton of USL players. And if we're like Vela's not here, we're fucked. You know, or yeah, you can't you, you can't know. be you can't be Vela that Vela dependent. You, yeah. you just can't. That, no, no team can. And I think that was yeah. that was that was the biggest thing with with uh, with LAFC. It would look, look look at Galaxy, right? Even Chicharito was gone for 10 games. Ten games, just as um, just as many as Carlos we Vela. Immediately bought bought the one kid that, that had the big game against yeah, us. Exactly, exactly. He had a massive game, and that's all exactly. he did. Now he's in the bench, you know, role player. Exactly, but LAFC didn't do that when they were losing. They didn't replace these type of players. They replaced them with well, USL well, we, players. We that's the in difference, Orlando, right? But we had to get rid of court again. To your point, if it's infinite money, right? We had to do all these roster movements. They didn't. No, I don't think Mark I, Anthony K and and uh, uh, Baird. In order to bring Christian Arango because we knew he was a better striker, right? Because we couldn't score more than one goal in any game. Well, you know that that gam that we got for those players did not really go towards Arango. That's yeah, you know these are this is gam is used for the MLS players that we bring in, and to not really replace them was they didn't a big replace mistake. them. That's the thing they didn't. Replace what are we paying for, right? Like again, like we're just selling. That, look, that's that's a front office. That's a front office. Yeah, we're riddled with John Thorington problems. This is John Thorington problems. We're riddled with that. You guys are talking about. I'm talking about operating cash. You're giving a sum of cash. You're expecting inflows. The losers losing a lot of money. That the league is losing a lot of money, and the guys operating in the. But look, 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 Let me be clear. This is the, what you're talking about, which is MLS. Let me, let me be clear. Let me, let me, let me, let me help out this conversation. The way MLS teams make money, and LAFC is making a lot, a lot of money. Even or they're making money. I should, I should have said a lot. They're not losing money. Let me put it this well, way. Well, they've lost with COVID. I mean, the whole league lost COVID. Money. Okay, let, let's talk about this season. We don't need to talk yeah, about COVID. Yeah, 60% of the games were empty, right? LAFC. The way LAFC makes money is ticket sales. 90, 90%, I forgot, of the money has made is ticket sales. I think it's what's sold in the stadium. You go to every game, right? So, so the bank account, we can compare it to the Galaxy, right? I go to, I go to both games. Bank of California, for the most part, has been packed. For the most yeah, part. yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's they're, always they're, they're, not, they're not, they're not, they're not necessarily, they're making money off of what they're, where they're making money off the beer and, and merch the, alone, the too. The beer, like merch, insane. the ticket, the ticket sales is 90% or where, where the MLS makes the money. I, I, as a league, yeah, it's different, but as an LAFC, LAFC is making money this year. 
You know, they're, a lot they're of not, money. They're still making a lot of money. They're, not, they're, not, they're money. not losing money because Carlos Vela is not playing or whatever. The tick, the games are being sold, right? To me, it's, it's right. Now you need your superstar to come out and talk about all these different things, right? The the, the machine is well run by the people at LFC with the 32-52. They did, did amazing job. What they do with the 32-52, getting people in the games, building the community, all that stuff is great. There's no, That machine is amazing. The machine on the field and producing these type of players, that's been that's been questionable this year. Uh, when you're replacing players with USL yeah. players, dude, those are two different dude, those are two different machines, right? This machine uh, bringing fans the thirty two fifty two, if if they do what they need to do, like a plant they water, they need they do what they do with the fans, that that checks out. With the team and and bringing in USL players and all that stuff, questionable and all these different things. That's and, what's been questionable. That's what's been hurting LA. And Los Celso, I think you know what you what you consider a budget thing. Of course, budget restrictions they exist. Of course, of course they exist. But I think what's yeah, really the problem, right? well, sorry, they, but I think what real the problem what really the problem is here more than the budget is that John Thorington's pathos of buying young and shipping them to Europe. And I think that he's going. He went full. It, it full, just didn't work full, this year. Full, full on that. Yeah, it, it, and it, it will bit us in the ass. But he's right, Biaga, right? He's, he's trying to revert it. Like, he's right, Biaga. He's, right. he's, he's trying. He's trying. But he's, trying, but he's, he's right for this season, it's too late. He was old, you know. Yeah, he's trying, but he's not good at it. I don't like I the mean, youth the, argument. I, I think we're but we ended up with the, the – the, yeah, and that's a fact. We have the, the youngest roster in MLS. You know, and 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 and, and playing – and that it's playing, actually. You know, and guys like yeah. Mama do it at 18. There's been a lot of great fight. look, there's been a lot of great young talents, but that's not winning you an MLS Cup, you know? No, and that's that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. When the the type of players that they could have brought and they didn't bring, you know, to your point, how we talked about the, the goalie, they should you they could have brought a, a center back instead of Blackman, right? They could have those those decisions are what were what hurt LAFC this year, in my opinion. And I, yeah, and I think Thornton uses the COVID as a crutch. He's just like, oh, I didn't do good. Uh, yeah, COVID. Uh, budgets. Yeah, let's do that. Let's work. Yeah, that's the problem here. And it's like, no, every team had these problems. LAFC makes a lot more money than all these other, than Colorado. Look at how amazing Colorado's doing. Someone tell me why we have so many eighty thousand dollar guys in our roster. Then what is the real? We're stingy because he wants to. He wants to be the youth creator. He wants to be. He wants to develop these stars, and it's like this pathos it's hard. that got to look. Yeah, I don't look. I don't. I don't know the. the I don't know the thought process. Like six guys over a million. We have two, right? And two other. You know, and then it's Pancho Ginella. It's five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that, well, that all, fall, that all falls on the front office. Look, that all falls on the front office. I'm just saying, this year they didn't get it right. And it, and it and it and it drastically drastically. Twenty twenty, they didn't. Do I mean, the right. big move was Moonwan and Corey Baird. Look where we are with them. That's what I'm yeah. saying. We 2020 and 2021, they didn't do it right. So I'm over Thorrington. I'm over him. Bob Bradley could only do so <laughs> much with CCL last year. We probably would have thought a little bit different, right? Like it was one game, all of a sudden you win the CCL and you kind of think yourselves, okay, this was a successful year. You know, Vela played too. So, you know, I don't fault 2020 because it was a messed up year. And at the end of the day, we actually did a deep run in a very, very tough challenge, tough, tough tournament. You know, the Leon no, I mean, they, they finished the year. Look, they finished the year off strong. Uh, they the, finished the year strong. US, looking to the like US number L. one, man. You know what I mean? So 
all I hope for, I know we're going way over, all I hope for is that we have a three-game uh, you know, streak here. I'll take it. If we get out of it with seven points out of nine and barely makes the playoff or miss the playoff by a point, you know, I think it would be a good season because at the end of the day, we tried. And even though it sucked, we're going to recognize our errors. Listen to me. This is why it's important. Making the playoffs is just a luxury at this point. You don't want to go play, you know, SKC at SKC and get your ass kicked and call it a season that it was better. Just let it be. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, did what cool. you could. I, it was too little, too late. Yeah, I think at this, I, I think, I think, no, I feel like, I think at this point, like, I think we know what LAFC is, right, as a team, right? The expectations are high was uh, to win MLS Cup. And I, I, to start of the season, I was like, they have a shot, right? They, they really have a shot, right? To see it, they had the limited turnover, just a couple pieces here and there. They had a shot. But unfortunately, one thing started to unfold and, you know, different things. Um, you know, I, I really felt like just only bringing Corey Baird was not enough because to me, how I compare LAFC and the Galaxy, I compare them to the Sounders. I compare them to how, how they roster build, right? And that's when I saw the roster build of LAFC compared to uh, the Sounders. I was like, how are they going to beat this team with this kind of roster? You know, what additions, right? And it's not there yet. Right, this off season, you need. I think to me, the biggest thing, and I don't, I don't want to give up on. on LAC, and I also want to, I also like want to bring this up too, is that I blame the fans too. I blame the fans because everybody, it's the same problem that the Mexican national team has, where one player's pretty good, let's just say, really good, and they make them like the biggest European star to be, and it's like, no, 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 let's calm down, okay. Mark Anthony K at that time was built to be like the new European star and, you know, mm-hmm. blessing the same thing. And it didn't work out. And I saw that. I was like, you know, these guys are good, but I don't think they're MLS cup good. And I think that's what's happening is that like we, they, the front office was good with that. They saw the fans love these players and they thought they were going to be the best midfield in the, and you know, MLS. And they kind of were at one point in 2019, but I don't think that was sustainable and I don't think they had that level of experience and caliber to really bring us the cup. And I think that's what, once again, Thornton got wrong. And I think that the, he, it, it, he loved that he signed a twist and Rossi and that it was working. Yeah. For him I mean, look, that was big. Yeah. That, that, that was, big. but, but I still, I still don't think we ever had the best team, you know, I mean, 2019, once again, is always the exception to this. Mm-hmm. But we weren't able to perform, and we didn't win the MLS Cup. And uh, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that, of course. At the but bank. yeah, at the yeah. Bank, yeah. And I still don't think we've had the best team, and we still don't. You know, we're far from it. Well, now. we definitely don't we're have fa- the best team right now. Too many. Yeah, members. we're far from that now. Uh, of course, Edwards, uh, you know, improvised forward that plays back from. You know what I mean? It's just too many improvisations, too many projects. Yeah. Too many third guys that came in the middle of the season, like Chris Ostomo, that didn't really understand the system. Again, I, I love the fact that these guys are coming in right off the bat, getting experience. They're going to be, you know, contributors in this roster. They are the next generation of role players for Los Angeles, right? But now we need to come up with the big boys that are really going to make the place, the last pass, the Carl's Gill kind of pass that gets someone open. Hopefully it is Vela. You know, I think he can evolve into that last passer kind of person that, that you talked about a little bit earlier, Edge, because, you know, we saw a little bit of that earlier between him and Moon Wan finding people open in space. You know, he draws a lot of attention, so it could be the, the solution for him that, you know, now that he doesn't have that kind of pace, set set the other two players up 
put uh, Rodriguez uh, opposite to him. And now Arango in the middle is kind of a dominant president. So, again, maybe Rossi was the odd man out. Maybe that's all we needed. Like, Rossi goes out, and now we can solidify our team from the back forward, right? Because we have the top three. And, and again, everyone, including MLS, wants to see Vela, Rodriguez, and Arango play together. It's an exciting uh, look, uh, I, look, I think I, we, we yeah. want to sign up for that. I, I think yeah. I think Vela will be the perfect for the four two three one to be honest the 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 number ten and the three right up there behind Arango, oh. I think that's the spot and I think right. we need that two defensive midfielders goal, which I've been not a big fan. But Bob never I'm does four two three one. Well, look, let's, let's, just so I can wrap, so, so we can wrap a bow on it. We went way over, but look, I think this was a great conversation to have. So so I love that you're passionate. I love that you know you you you, you, you know have your, you have your point I, and. I, like I said, man, we're not going to cancel you here, you know? We're not going to cancel <laughs> no you cancel here. here. <laughs> no cancel culture here. No cancel culture here. You can be honest. I love it. But look, look the, the one thing I, I hope uh, to everybody that, that's watching this and to the people that, you know, are going to be tuning in and listening to this uh, on the second half uh, of LAFC, um, we can keep it honest. Look, I, I don't I don't work for LAFC. I don't work for LA Galaxy. I have no ties to them. I keep it honest. I, these are my views and how what I see. Those are Celso's views. Those are Edge's views, right? At times, we may agree, we may disagree, but, like, I, I hope that out of listening and watching this, you 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 were able to at least learn, learn a little bit about something, uh, about how things are operating and stuff like that. Because, look, MLS is, is a very tricky league to, to learn and stuff like that. But now, four years in, I feel more comfortable now. I know, what, like, Tam, Gam, DP, right? These are all, like, foreign languages to me. And maybe to some people, and that's why they tune in, right? But I think some of these conversations uh, are good to help to help people understand more about life, see more about the team and stuff. And, you know, and then, like I said, it, and that's that's why I created this platform to have these conversations, because I I felt that, you know, at times, right, um, that I don't know, I, this is who I am. I'm just going to keep it honest. And I know some 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 teams don't like it because you're too honest or this and that. But it's like, look, this is why people tune in. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think and, people want to know if you're truly neutral, Gio. You should uh, talk about oh, that. Are you, are you truly neutral? So, no, to, to be honest. So to be honest, I – yeah, to be honest. Um, I, by LAFC, from LAFC fans that don't, don't know me, I'm a Galaxy fan. From Galaxy fans that don't know me, I'm, I'm an LAFC fan. But I started watching the MLS when Slatan and Carlos Vela came to the league because I was covering – I was covering – I was covering uh, the NBA. I was covering, obviously, the Dodgers and stuff like that. I never watched the, the MLS. I lived half of my life in Phoenix. So I never watched the MLS growing up because when I lived in Phoenix, there was no MLS team. I knew about the Galaxy. I knew about David Beckham, you know, by the time I wasn't living here. I was born out here, but I wasn't living here at the time. So when Slaton and Carlos Vela came, I was like, oh, shit, let me let me Slaton and Carlos Vela? Hell yeah, let me let me tune in. Let me see what's up. And that's, that's how I... Uh, that's how, like, I, I started falling in love with MLS. Um, you know, obviously, I saw what LAFC was doing. I was like, damn, they actually have, like, a soccer culture. You know, I started seeing that. Then, obviously, El Trafico was born, and I, that, that's when it hooked me. I was like, okay, I can definitely watch this. I can definitely, you know, do that. But, I mean, I, I'm not here to, you know, to, to please everybody. You know, I understand. I understand I'm going to rub people the wrong way because I say, you know, uh, amazing. Like, what well, with the conversation right now? You know, some LAFC fans may or may not want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's totally fine. You know, we, we're keeping it honest. And that that's what uh, this this podcast is meant to be. But, um, yeah, I, I try to do my best. Look, I, I know not everybody's going to agree with my views or my takes on Twitter. 
and some people may may take it personal when I talk about LFC, but it's not it's not talking about LFC. This is sports, man. I could say the Lakers ain't doing good. The Lakers start 0 2. But no one in the Lakers take it personal. You know what I'm saying? Um that's that's what it is, man. We're we're going and we're gonna have these conversations and we keep it honest. And you know, like I said, I love that I love that Celso is passionate and doing like that. I love that Edge is here, you know. Um, because like we we all three haven't met each other yet. Edge, we haven't met you. Celso definitely met you. Yeah, but, um, I haven't met. Well, I met you. Yeah, yeah. No, you haven't. Oh, met, I I'll, I'll yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, that that's that's just to put up to put up on it. And my my, my goal is just try to you know connect us more a little bit and see if I, we can each each other educate each other. We're, we're, we're very fortunate to have two co- soccer cultures in this city. They're very different teams. You know, there's a rivalry. You know, derby between cities. It's like we're we're super fortunate to have it. Um, I mean, I, that's you hit it nail in the head. There's a rivalry aspect of it. There's a pride, you know. There's a regionality of the north or south part of town, whatever you want to call it. So you know all the elements of it, and and the quality of the football is going up because the middle of the pack players are getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, LAFC is listening, and they may not do the right thing, but they listen to people like us, quasi media, you want to call it. And uh, I'm going to continue to be loud and 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 you know continue to be try to be influential and. But with the, the the idea is to grow the league, grow yeah, soccer in the United States, take the grow. best things from some of the other leagues. You know what what works out. Oh, you know, understand that we're really where the NBA was these, in the eighties, right? Yeah, it was and this is what these conversations not. and these podcasts are what help it grow. Even though some people take it personal, but I'm like, dude, I don't I don't give a shit. Like, I, I it's really nothing's care. personal. It's sports, right? Like the only guy yeah. that should be taking no. There's personal. plenty. There's plenty <laughs> yeah. of people that take it personal. Trust me. Yeah. But no, to no. me, I I I could care less because this is where to your point is to grow the sport, and 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 this is how I feel yeah. like it grows. And sport. it's grown a lot. You know, I think that the biggest issue we have right now is the TV and how how that gels, and it's hard to find channels. Like LAFC needs to really address that. Put put the channels in the local channel. The, the you know the galaxy has the the, the privilege of, of of being in Sportsnet channels. Nah, no one watches it. So to be honest, it's very hard to watch games on Sportsnet, and you know they're <laughs> yeah, streaming. Yeah, because you gotta have you gotta have Time Warner. So that, I don't that, have Time Warner, so I I, I yeah. even stream some of some of the Galaxy games that that I watch or ask. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing is a mess. It's very fragmented. Yeah. As a fan, you feel lost. You know. It's, well, it's, I think next year, like next year they're gonna have like the MLS all like you know how like ESPN Plus. I think next year because Galaxy's out of their contract. Um, I think next year is a year that everybody can have, or, or yeah. like you know, yeah, NBA pass or NFL pass. Yeah, but look, let's let's wrap it up, guys. Um, Celso, thank you for being on. Edge, thank you for being on. People uh, in the chat, thank you for being on. <laughs> the priest of uh, <laughs> G man's coming. The priest. The <laughs> look, uh, also shout out to Anna. Uh, Anna's having a birthday on the twenty third. Anna Gonzalez. So happy birthday! Ha- happy early birthday to you, Anna. Happy birthday. Uh, uh, November 23rd. fellow Scorpio. Um, yeah. So look, I don't even know. I don't even know the zodiac sign. So look, guys, I I appreciate you guys being on. Everybody who tuned in, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube. Definitely trying to grow the YouTube channel. So for Celso, for Edge, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Peace.